0: Hey, Tower Lights! welcome to another episode of Tower Light Talk. This is Chris. This is Casey. And we are bringing you the news of the week. Uh, sorry that we couldn't get it to you sooner. We've had some technical difficulties on both sides of the uh, the country <laughs> this week. So uh, we're lucky to sit down and, and actually uh, hash this out. So let's get into it. Uh, Valiant. We have some news on the Valiant front. Uh, we're taking a look at the Bloodshot movie. It's been rumored that Vin Diesel was going to be playing uh, the main character Ray Garrison, and it looks like that deal has finally gone through. Uh, it's been it's been hyped on a few different sites. I've seen it in Deadline, and uh, people are still trying to pretend it's not real. But um, I think you know as much as we uh, we. We discussed it a couple of podcasts ago. I, you know what, to really get Valiant on the charts with the general public, I think they, they need somebody like Vin Diesel to lead this franchise, some familiar face. What do you, what do you think about this casting?
1: You know, I like Vin Diesel. Um, I think he'll give it a good go. My, my worry is. Um, that because it's Vin Diesel, even though I like him, like his other franchises outside of the fast movies have not done as well. Uh, Riddick to me is his best role still. um, And I'd like to see more and Lord knows he tries to get more made, but um, I'm just, I don't want it to go the way of like the last witch hunter or triple (laughs) X, you know what I mean? And like, if Valiant doesn't come out swinging, this could be the first and last movie that gets made by them. And that's what, scares me.
0: Yeah, I, I think we're seeing some reservations when it comes to releasing their 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 video stuff. I mean, we haven't, we still haven't seen Ninja Act versus yet. Uh, they keep getting pushed back. Now, we'll, you know, we're supposed to get into holiday season this year. Uh, you know, I think they're playing it safe when it comes to that. At the same time, they did just hire that guy to really take that next step. Uh, so, we'll, I'm sure we'll be seeing some big announcements over the next few months here uh, for other things, including the upcoming Harbinger movies and things like that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Um, And did you, so we just want to mention the director, Dave Wilson, right? From blur studios. Yeah, go ahead. That's it. (laughs) I was (laughs) hoping
0: you were going to mention that.
1: No, he, he, uh, (laughs) Dave Wilson comes from the same studio that Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool came from. So, um, not, he has not directed anything cinematically yet. Um, unless you count a bunch of video game, uh, like trailers or not trailers, I guess. What do you call those things? In the, uh, the cinematics. Yeah. Cinematics. That's cool. But then neither did Tim Miller. So, you know, obviously Deadpool worked out.
0: And they got a great writer on there with Eric here here, here, here,
1: here, So just... here. <laughs> that's, that's very close. <laughs> We're just going to call it that. The that's, guy who wrote Arrival and got right. Oscar nominated. So, yes, right. that also,
0: guy. Also doing a little write, writing in the uh, the Valiant comic first right now as well. So, we'll Is he see.
1: writing Harbinger, or is he writing the new...
0: Isn't he? Secret Weapons he was doing right yeah, now, Secret and then... Weapons, uh, Weapons. And all those little side tales. And then, yeah, Harbinger Awards 2, he's teamed up with somebody else. Cool.
1: Let's just save Venditti, because it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The safe bet. Mm-hmm.
0: The next safe bet would be Jeff Lemire. <laughs> I wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let's move it on to the Marvel news. Uh, Black Panther is utterly destroying box offices domestically and internationally uh, it's you know it's right now it's getting close to about 600 million uh, domestically which uh, I read today it actually went uh, surpassed Dark Knight as the highest grossing solo hero movie uh, domestically so that's that's pretty big because the Dark Knight was a very popular movie kind of before this huge superhero boom. You know, we have our own thoughts on that movie, but, um, you know, that's, that's a big, that's a big thing for this movie. Also passing the 1 billion mark, uh, worldwide. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, what do you, what do you have to say about this?
1: He might even (laughs) pass the last Jedi. I mean, it's that popular. It's the fourth weekend in a row. We're recording this on March 11th. So, um, yeah, like it just surpassed the wrinkle in time, which premiered this weekend. It made like 41 million. I think wrinkle in time made 33. It also wow. debuted in China over the weekend, which is the second largest um, film market in the world outside of the United States. And I think it took in another um, 66 million overseas. So, I mean, the movie is just, it's steamrolling, you know, at this point, I don't know what that, what, I guess ready Player one you know that's at the end of the month, so who knows, but it's it's if it I thought a wrinkle in time would have taken it down. the fact that it didn't that actually shocked me. I knew Red Sparrow wasn't going to, so i I was pretty shocked
0: yeah there's there's even some talk about uh how ready Player One isn't getting the box office sales that were expected, so we'll see what happens when the movie actually comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah black panther kicking ass awesome uh go see it if you haven't seen it go see it again if you have uh moving on to avengers i mean this is the second marvel marvel studios movie coming out this year it's got moved up a week now coming out in april uh so infinity war i mean yes we're we know this is a marketing thing but you know what who cares we're getting the new Avengers movie a week early. Really excited for that. Uh, why don't you run down through these notes?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. I just want to say I'm excited for the Avengers getting moved up a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've gotten some, some new stuff here. um, we found out that Thanos obviously is going to be the main character of the movie, but we're going to actually go back and see some of um, interactions with him younger, maybe taking from one of the recent Thanos comics. And I can't remember who wrote it, but I remember I actually loved it. That was showing Thanos growing up.
0: It was, it was Jeff Lemire.
1: Was it? (laughs) There you go. Everyone's favorite writer. So, Yeah, it was fantastic. You know, it was him in high school and all that kind of stuff too, like just going through his life. But so we'll know that he is obviously the main focus of it. And then we also got the runtime for the movie, which is two hours and 36 minutes, which is um, the lengthiest Marvel movie. Uh, I think right behind it was um, Winter Soldier, which is like even nine minutes shorter, I think.
0: What, uh, Civil War is the longest.
1: Oh, Civil War is longer. Okay, I didn't yeah. realize that. Is so it's longer was... than Infinity War.
0: No, Civil War was the longest.
1: Okay, sorry. Okay, oh, that was a meaty one, too. And then, um, you tell me this one because that's, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I agree, just make it yeah. a
0: joke. Um, we just we found out this week that Bucky got a new code name outside of. Instead of being the Winter Soldier, he's now uh, been dubbed the White Wolf by the Wakandans. Uh, and I just made a little joke because there's been so much White Wolf <laughs> with Star Wars and Rebels and all that happening. So I said, you know, it's all connected. Hashtag it. Uh, doom the White Wolf.
1: <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. So he's Kanan reincarnated. I got you. I, I think so. I In think this so. galaxy far, far away. Yeah, it's all, it's all
0: canon. So it's, it's probably a dog confirmed it this week. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, right. And then the last, the last Marvel Studios movie that we're going to talk about, not, not the third one coming out this year that that's reserved for Ant-Man 2, but, uh, Captain Marvel is a highly anticipated movie. Uh, it'll be the first, uh, female led character, uh, for Marvel, um, and we got a little, we got a little detail uh, what the movie is going to be, the setting of the movie, and kind of the feeling of it. Uh, it's we knew it's going to be the '90s, which was kind of interesting, uh, taking it back to a to that to that time period before a lot of, all these other movies have taken place. Uh, and it's also it's going to be an action comedy, so that's 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 a that's a that's a new. Uh, I, I'm not going to say it's new because I mean we have had a lot of comedy with. With like Guardians of the Galaxy and with Thor three, but it'll be nice to have um, if they do a little bit of an like an homage movie to not like nineties action and stuff like that, which we hope they can uh, pull off. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Sorry, <laughs> the uh, Kevin Feige came out and said that. Um, they took a lot of references from 90s action movies and specifically Terminator 2. Just Nice. There. <laughs> awesome. But, you know, Linda Hamilton is a badass superhero in her own right in those movies, so it makes sense to me. Exactly.
0: And, it, you know, we'll get more Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, the world is, you know, the Marvel world has been very uh, lacking in that uh, with the guy who started it all, basically. Uh, but we're going to get a little history, uh, how he loses his eyes. So, uh, that, that'll be great. And gross.
1: Can't wait to see it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's my most anticipated moment for that movie. Now, yes. um, <laughs> uh, things that people aren't anticipating, uh, the return of Inhumans. humans <laughs> looks like it's been left off the WonderCon Marvel TV panel. This is, uh, Really comes as no surprise. Uh, I watched it, you know, with very, very low expectations. I still didn't like it. So, you watched uh, all of it. Yeah, we watched all of it. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah. Aaron loved it.
1: Really? Yeah. Were you like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> I was. Like, I don't know, you know because I don't. I didn't watch it. I just don't know.
0: I was like, this move, this, this would have been really good if it was, you know. Released in the 90s. TV show? It, yeah. It didn't have the hype of an IMAX movie premiere behind it. Like, that's there's something that ruined this series. It's not a great show, but the that kind of hype, I think, really just they screwed themselves on that. So
1: they didn't. And they spent too much money and they got Scott yeah. Buck to showrun run it after he fucked up Iron Fist. And here we are.
0: They didn't spend enough money. That's the stupid thing. I mean well, that's when Scott because Scott energy. Buck yeah Scott Buck comes out and says they hired me because I shoot quick and cheap, so kinda of just shoving the blame over to Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> so is. uh whatever. You know Marvel does great good to great on Netflix with T V. Uh so I'm I can pretty much forgive whatever they want to do on ABC. Uh, Jessica Jones Yeah, I'm about two episodes in, so it's
1: been good. I like it. Five, we just finished five. And uh, yeah, love that show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, once we get off this, uh, it'll be that time. Damn right. Luke Cage is coming back sooner than uh, I anticipated. June 22nd, uh, season two will be hitting Netflix. Uh, we got that little teaser. Uh, That's when Defenders came up, out, know. dude.
1: What? That's when Defenders came out last year.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. But I mean, there's three shows coming out this year. I mean, it was like, I you know, who knows? Who knows? I mean, they waited to what like a month before Punisher was
1: <laughs> even
0: less than a month. Like, hey, here it is. You know what I mean? So i I don't even I don't even begin to think about what Netflix decides to do with their shows anymore. I just well, hope they make them make them well <laughs> that's it. I mean we got the we got the Iron Fist 2 teaser poster that was kind of cool that we did as, yeah he's it's like he's like punching a a chi of two <laughs> it's, it's probably that, the coolest thing we'll get out of it
1: yeah I, if oh, that show isn't completely in Kunlun, then I'm probably not gonna like it that's all I'm saying yeah I'm done I'm done with that side of it. Um,
0: unless they go and do a great heroes for Heroes for Hire show, like that would be great, and yeah. they would just, like they would redeem themselves by doing a nice action comedy show with those two. Yeah. Um.
1: So, I would be for Well, plus you got the girls too. I mean, like just combine their shows. Makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. If you I mean, combine just... their shows, the Hero for Hire, then you can start a Moon Knight series. Right. That's they really need to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they need to span out. Um, Just let, wanna... let us know,
1: Jeff Loeb. We'll come over, man.
0: Yeah, whenever you need. Just you got our number. So yeah, uh, take some. Uh, take this DD news.
1: Yeah, Daredevil season three is coming out um, this year, which uh, was hinted at by Joe Quesada, which we you know we know, and which is awesome. Um, they got a new showrunner, Eric Olson, um, producer on Arrow. And the man on High Castle. Uh, so obviously, he's used to working with, at least in the comic book realm, Arrow is Batman, is blind daredevil. I mean, they're all kind of similar in that sense. Um, and then we also have a new couple characters, um, cast members. Wilson Bethel will be an FBI agent, Joanne Whaley. And then. Uh, No, sorry. Wilson Bethel's an FBI agent, and Joanne Whaley is sister Maggie, aka Daredevil's mother. So, adding in uh, that side of things because it's not something—at least in the show—that we've even hinted at, right? Like, I mean, we know he has a mom, but we don't really know anything about her. They don't talk about it.
0: No, they. We really got that big bombshell at the end of the last season when he, or at the end of um, Defenders. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it was a nice little lead-in, and it's cool to see somebody that familiar from that I really haven't seen Joey and Wally do anything in years. I know that maybe one one thing or two, but not since not since like Willow. <laughs> like I don't watch those other shows.
1: I watch Gossip, Gossip Girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so,
1: cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it, we'll just kind of jump over to the Fox side of Marvel for a little uh, Dark Phoenix news. we got to look at the costumes that the X-Men will be wearing. And they're very similar to uh, the ones that the team wore in Grant Morrison's uh, new X-Men run. Uh, so, I don't know. After the last movie, I have a lot of reservations about this one. Um, especially after the way they treated the Dark Phoenix, anyhow. In X three so hopefully they can uh redeem themselves and and bring us a nice cosmic x-men movie
1: yeah i'm um you know my expectations are low for the movie but i do like that there's a new team you know what i mean with the exception of mcavoy coming back oh and jennifer lawrence coming back um why i don't know but uh Yeah, I love McAvoy. Jennifer Lawrence just does not need to be in these movies anymore. Anywho, the costumes specifically, I find it kind of curious. Because at the end of Apocalypse, that was one of the coolest things about that movie is when they hinted at a more Jim Lee-looking set of costumes. And then you go to the Frank Quietly and Grant Morrison, and they're in the same time period as we got the Joss Whedon costumes um, and you know, the Grant Morrison ones are just kind of a step up from that. They just, they're still the black matrix outfits with just a big yellow X on the front. So it's, you know, maybe that's the converting, you know, because apparently Fox is at least on some semi continuity right now. um, Trying to lead back to that first movie when we see all the characters. So possibly maybe at the end, a dark Phoenix, like they go to space and when they come back, they age to, you know, Famke Johnson and Holly Berry and all that. I don't know. You know, and they, they wear those matrix outfits. I don't know, but that's the direction. It seems like it's going in at least costume wise. (laughs) I'm
0: not even going to try to make sense of it all. No, Uh, I
1: know I'm done. I'm sorry. there's,
0: even if I, I would find it very humorous, uh, if they try to go and try to tie that back in, actually. So, yes, good, good point. I would get a good little kick out of that,
1: <laughs> you know, unless they handle it in a cool way, but they don't do that so far with their continuity. So, I, I can't imagine them starting to do it now. No, no,
0: not at the end. <laughs> no, all
1: right, we're gonna switch over to DC. Um, the. Uh, The team behind Game Night, um, as well as uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, um, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein are directing or set to direct the Flash movie. A couple things from that. That team has directed Game Night, which did pretty well, but they also directed the National Lampoon uh, remake, which sucked ass. But they wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, which is amazing. So. I don't know, like this Flash movie. First, they also said it was going to be a Flashpoint movie. Now it's not. What's your take on all this Flash antics?
0: You just say it's not going to be a Flashpoint movie?
1: Yeah, they came out and said it's not going to be Flashpoint. I, you know what?
0: I don't. I don't even. I don't even have a thought anymore because it's it changes every five minutes, so it's a mess. And they have a lot of stuff to. I guess, you know what, hearing that it's not a Flashpoint movie actually makes a lot more sense that these two aren't going to walk into this project and just, you know, maybe they'll just have more creative control over what they want to do. And maybe we'll get a a fun Flash movie with some rogues. And that's something that should be like the next Justice League movie. You know, that if you're going to do something where it's Flashpoint and that big of an arc and have that many characters... That's that's what you're doing in your Justice League movies, like adapt that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, the the Flash isn't exactly grounded. At the same time, he is. I mean, it's it's very science based in a way, um, with whatever else mixed in. And then the whole like the police story and stuff like that. So I just feel like if you take it too grand of scale, you're gonna fail. So just just go do just go do the Flash.
1: Yeah, I, um, that his Flash didn't sell me in Justice League, so I've always been a little iffy about it to begin with. All the changes doesn't make it any better. It's like if we actually got a Gambit movie, you just <laughs> are knowing it's probably going to be disastrous after all these changes. So that writing team is a mixed bag. Um, at least we know that they can write humor. That's what they're best known for. So we'll hopefully the Flash will... You know, if they do make it, it will be funny. But like you said, Flashpoint is just too much. It's just without these characters being established enough, we call that Justice League Flashpoint after, you know, a few years. But my only hope is we see the rogues and maybe I did like Jai Courtney as uh, Captain Boomerang. I think it would be kind of cool if he showed up in it and like, you know, at least kind of bridge that world together. So we'll see. Um... This news is great. I'm really excited. Kristen Wiig uh, got announced as Cheetah in Wonder Woman 2. What do you think? You know, a lot of people are upset
0: about it. I don't, you know, when I think about it, I think about the latest, um, the latest run, the Rucka run, right? And when they did the whole uh, Minivera story, I liked it because her it was a little bit more of like her nerdy archaeological side of things. So, you know what? If you're gonna do uh Crystal Week in this role, uh she can pull that off, I I believe. And then you can do the rest of CGI anyhow. So or mocap or whatever you're gonna do, you know. So I I think that she hasn't really had the chance to test her acting chops in a movie like this. And I think it's about time, you know, it's time for her to take that stuff and prove that she, uh, she can impress us in that kind of role.
1: I love Kristen Wiig. I think she's obviously very funny. Um, I've seen her in some more darker, funny movies. She hasn't really gone like full serious, like Jim Carrey, you know, from like the mask to eternal sunshine or something or number 31, even worse, but like, I, again, like I always go back to Heath Ledger. Never in a million years would I've thought that guy would be the Joker. And even though I don't want Joaquin Phoenix to be the Joker, it's not anything to do with his acting. It has to do with him. His age isn't the Joker that I'd expect. So Kristen Wiig, who knows what the fuck? Maybe she just hasn't had a time. She's a huge geek person, so let her do it. I'm excited. I I love Cheetah, so that's what I'm most excited about. I just I want to see that. Like, I love that DC is doing monsters in magic. You know, we're going to talk about that in just a second, you know? And um, it's something that Marvel has been afraid to do at the time. Like, again, would the X-Men go to Savage Lands? I don't really think they need to anytime soon, maybe in 10, 20 years. But there isn't a lot of monsters in Marvel anyway. No,
0: it's... it is a very different kind of. Sometimes I feel like Marvel has always been a little bit more grounded. In well, yeah, they're not the gods story.
1: and monsters. Like that's right. what DC is,
0: and that's the thing is like if DC can just you know DC and WB can really just optimize what they're doing with with this huge this huge um, uh, encyclopedia of characters that that DC has, then you know do it do these just as leak dark movies and stuff like that cuz people they want to see that you know so cuz you're not getting that in the marvel side do things that marvels not doing don't try to replicate the whole process
1: cuz you're failing at that that's it i guess you know what i think that's what the biggest thing is is like don't ground these characters because they're not you know what i mean they're they're gods who got put on earth and our humans have to interact with them and even like the 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 few interactions that we've seen, the three times we've seen Superman, he's still been grounded. I did like Man of Steel because he actually got to punch something with his full might. And it didn't look cheesy like the Donner, well, Donner era. You know what I mean? And it it was cool. Because all the other times you see him fighting, you know, what's his name? Uh, Lex. And he never can really punch anybody. So I love that you got to see him actually fight with his full power. But you know, and then he has to fight Doomsday, which is big CGI fucking jerk-off fest. And then you get the cool shot in Justice League when he's fighting them. <laughs> and he's, you know, Flash runs by him. Like, that was cool. But still, I feel like they just really need to figure out how to to be different. In magic and monsters is is one thing that... just Marvel doesn't have the capacity, the way that they're going, to do it. Nothing wrong with Marvel, obviously. They're obviously... Doing an insanely good job, but DC could actually step it up with um, something like this.
0: Well, I mean, when you look at it, they're really they're basing everything kind of on like the cosmic scale. Yeah, DC has a great cosmic scale when it comes to like Green Lantern and and things like that. But they're not doing that, you know. So do that eventually, but do what your your competition isn't doing now. So.
1: Wow. Yep. Yeah. Marvel's about to go full cosmic when <laughs> Thanos oh, yeah. rips a moon out of the sky to, sh- to crash into the planet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um but in the DC realm speaking of magic, uh we have some first unofficial looks at uh Zachary Light uh, Levi in the Shazam outfit as well as uh Mark Strong as uh Doctor was it Shivana? I can never say his name.
0: Savannas, yeah something like
1: yeah. that. Yeah. Um so you know a lot of people didn't think the images were real. Uh they're <laughs> 100% real. The, you know, we got the most comic accurate costume since Captain America Winter Soldier in, in my opinion. Maybe other than like the the Fantastic 4 film like from the 2000s cuz those actually <laughs> were pretty comic accurate. <laughs> I but agree. They, but that's the thing is like I don't care so much like when they change them and they update them like Marvel still throws homages to everything. Black Panther probably is the most like normalized character, but then of course now he has like all this mesh everything. But it's they don't want to make him exactly like their comic book characters, and Shazam fucking does <laughs> like it's spot on. So I I love it.
0: Do you think that's <clears throat> He's got a little muscle suit under there.
1: Well, I he think definitely so. has a muscle suit under there, but I think <laughs> it'd be, um, you know, CGI enhanced. You know, kind of like Cavill is like just add some extra veins where veins don't exist or something.
0: Yeah, I just as I was like, man, he's like he does. He looks he looks like the character. He's ripped, and whatever they're going to do with him to you know either beef him up they're doing a fine job even without the de- adding the CGI so far. So, I'm very excited at that look. I'm I'm really excited for this movie. I think it's it's a, it's the right step for DC to go and do something outside of this realm of building the Justice League, which they epically failed at.
1: Yep, exactly. Um so the Joker movie which uh, right now I don't want to see get made. Um, especially after learning that it might be the killing joke. Um, I guess in that sense, having an older joker, um, it, that means it wouldn't be the origins. Well, I guess it kind of would be an origin story now that I think about it for the killing joke.
0: Didn't they make that canon now that that is <clears throat> his origin story? I forgot something had been... They did that, or that's
1: the official origin, then I guess. So, so okay, so Joaquin Phoenix, you know, they make him look a little bit younger, you know, he's a washed up comedian, and you know, we get that interaction with who Ben Affleck, maybe (laughs) you couldn't have Jake Gyllenhaal because he'd be younger then. Well,
0: this is out, this is outside of that,
1: those films, remember? This is so, this is just whatever, so they can get. Peter Weller <laughs> or something to play in or I guess they're about yeah. the same age like 45 or something I don't know what, well, what do you think because I actually think this is maybe I actually think that this would be a better idea for Joaquin Phoenix of all people
0: yes and no I mean the tough thing about a Joker origin movie is is but if it's the killing
1: joke if it's it, a killing joke, right? I,
0: I, do you think that would really be a popular, like a movie that people would want to go see? Uh, like, is this a movie that you would you could actually win an Oscar by making? You know, is this like the next evolution of comic book films where they actually want to do something serious, where they want to be taking you know, let's get Scorsese, Scorsese to get you know to to produce this? That's uh, you know all that kind of stuff. Um, so.
1: If I saw that scene <sighs> and you know they kind of do it a little bit in the dark night but if I see this scene with a comic accurate looking joker not the fucking scarface like a not jack nicholson they to me they both don't look anything like the joker but that's besides the point but if I get a comic book accurate looking joker sitting across from a batman in that cell I think I would be like, fuck, I don't care who's playing. I mean, as long as it's not cheesy, it could be insanely good. And Scorsese you know, or uh, producing and, you know, Tom Phillips who did The Hangover directing. I don't know what that's all about, but um, whatever. It, it could be something like you said that we haven't seen before. And, you know, I was having a discussion with my friends this weekend about the Oscars, and I still think that, Either Patrick Stewart should have been uh, nominated for supporting actor, or Logan, just in general, should have been nominated for best movie because that gave me some fucking chills, unlike any other movie that I saw, other than Shape of Water, which I agree should win. I, you know, we'll see.
0: Uh, I mean, this project is seems to be rolling along, so I'm sure we'll get some news within a month or so of the casting is real and. And if they're really going to do this or not, so I, to me, creating this new label is risky. At the same time, maybe it is. You know, like I said, let's let's get away from this whole linear building up for a team movie thing that right. you are not doing very well. So, yeah, Shazam, a Joker movie. Let's let's take a look at these and uh, go from there. <laughs> so. Can you take these next two? I, you know, I'm not really familiar with the Sandman comics, uh, but the so Neil Gaiman is teaming up with DC to create a Sandman universe. Uh, so that's that's about all I have of it. I what did it, I remember? He just they did a mini series a couple years ago. Um but other than that i haven't really read too much like sandman recently what about I've you
1: i never read sandman ever yep. yeah so you know i love neil gaiman as a writer i and i as even saying that people are probably like well then how the fuck have you read sandman i'm sorry i've read his books um but this is probably a thing to make me do it. Like I've had Sandman comics for at least ten years or more, um, sitting in my, you know, my bin. So I just need to read them, and I guess this might be a good motivation to do so. Well, also you just uh,
0: just popped up in continuity, right? In, in metal,
1: dream, yeah, dreams in there. Dream
0: that. So I mean,
1: it's interesting to see like
0: uh, characters like that just kind of pop in and pop out, and then you get announcements of these. These universes that they want to they want to build. So, who knows? Uh, it's all connected. <laughs> okay. Finally, uh, with some DC comic news, uh, they're good. speaking of other <laughs> other projects. DC has announced a Black Label imprint. Uh, this this is going to sound very similar to Elseworlds, which we're a big fan of, and something that. Uh, you know they they had gotten away from and something I had missed were these stories that are not affecting continuity. And I was I was always a much bigger fan of those those stories growing up as well. So uh, there's a lot of good ones out there, but they're going to be hitting heavy with uh, these new books. Uh, and they won't just be about the Trinity, uh, but there are of course that's who's going to be you know centered around it first. But as the the label goes on, we'll get more and more of the uh, other great characters that are part of this table. Did they announce any titles? They did. I I don't have the article right here, though. Uh, there's, they announced a, f- a few of the titles. There's like Super, Superman 1, Batman 1, Wonder Woman 1,
1: things like that. So Okay. Yeah, I mean... I can the, get them right now. You bring them up. Um, what I was going to say is you know the original elseworlds i mean that's where i got superman red sun the killing joke as we just talked about watchman the new frontier um which is like just insanely good so here we go so frank miller will be writing um superman year one a three-part series um john Romito jr on art so that should be pretty crazy um 12 years a slave writer john ridley um, who also did The American Way for Vertigo will be writing the other history of DC Universe, which we actually did talk about in a previous podcast. That's the one where, like, the, I don't know, the immigrants, <laughs> right? Remember? Because, like, Kara's in there. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Not, so, sorry. Kara's the only one, the disenfranchised guys group. Yeah, that's what yeah. they said. Um, actually, so pretty crazy. They got Kelly Sue. Uh, DeConnick to come over um she worked a lot on Captain Marvel and she's got a hit over at Image with Bitch Planet um she'll be working on Wonder Woman Historia the Amazons um and you're gonna learn a lot about her mom and then of course Scott Snyder will be doing his own uh Batman Last Night on Earth um, which sees the dark knight in desert unaware of what year it is with the head of his all-time villain the joker inside of a jar <laughs> awesome. and then, yeah greg rucka is doing wonder woman uh diana's daughter uh, brian azarello is doing batman damned um and then who knows how many i mean i'm pretty sure that uh Jim Lee will probably show up doing artwork for these things. But even though I don't know the full stories of all these, I actually want every single one of the ones I just said. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's really exciting. (laughs) Um I think I think the Scott Snyder one, uh Capullo's
1: doing the art on that one too, right? I believe so, yeah. That they're I mean they're pretty much friends for life at this point. But Siamese twins. I I like the idea of Kelly Sue to to comic coming over Yeah, That's a pretty huge name in the uh, in the female um, writer's world. Plus I don't think we've had a female writing Wonder Woman in I can't even tell you. So that's also pretty interesting. So moving on to um, Kickstarter news. Uh, We're getting a... Oh, okay. Sorry, I skipped around. Well... We're getting a Batman uh, Gotham City Chronicles, um, which is from Monolith Games. Um, You'll maybe recognize their name if you're a tabletop player. They did the Conan the Barbarian game, which costs like $150. And this Batman one does as well. It's already funded within the first 24 hours. And there's a ton of miniatures. It looks pretty crazy, but I've read some reviews from previous monolith games saying that they are not as good as, say, a fantasy flight.
0: It's too bad, because that game looks pretty amazing.
1: Uh, I had to
0: turn my computer off immediately before ordering it. Uh, but the what I love about it is just the amount of uh, the stretch
1: goals that have been reached already. And- oh, yeah. Yeah, they need to they, add more because it got funded so fast.
0: Yeah, actually, I haven't looked in a couple of days. I'm sure there's some really insane things. And they got the add-ons. We need a Batmobile. I mean, it's that's a really amazing uh, game if you go all in, too, like $300 level. Uh, I wouldn't want to spend money on something that I didn't really get to play. You know, that's kind of the cool thing about when we would go to Toy Fair. And, um, just the other day, the guy I worked with was like, oh, have you seen that dark souls board game and i was like yeah i actually got to play it at toy fair one year when it was first coming out so you know to put that kind of money down on on a game that might not be you know the best it's 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 tough call so looks amazing and i hope i hope it's awesome for those of you that uh go all in on it
1: (laughs) yeah no me too um finally in Batman news Gotham is going to be adapting The Long Halloween. If uh you haven't read that, that isn't that Jeff Loeb Long Halloween? Yes. Um and it features every Batman, bi- I mean the big ones, you know, uh Killer Croc, Solomon uh Grundy, um he's in there, Penguin, Bad Hatter, Joker, yeah. Yep, Riddler. Yeah, that's a good story. Um so I don't know how they're gonna handle on Gotham. You know better than I do because I don't watch Gotham, but is that something that appeals to you?
0: Yeah, I um there's some batshit crazy stuff going on right now that I haven't been able to watch because I I slept on the first half of the season, so I'm not caught up. So I gotta wait till it actually comes out on Netflix to watch it. Um but I mean that show is it's zany, it does its own thing. And the fact that you know we'll get some crazy villain team ups, I'm sure with with this adaptation. Who knows? I mean, it looks like they're going straight out Batman
1: this season. Is that kid doing Batman type things? Uh, apparently,
0: they just had a Batman versus the Joker showdown. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Okay. I read that and I was like, why am I not watching this show?
1: So, yeah. All right. See. We'll go. Um, all right. Well, I think this is a good point to take a quick commercial break, and we'll see you guys in a second. <laughs> There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oy! Over twenty points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her! We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get him in our sights and end this hunt now! Alright. Alright. Steady. Steady now. Uh, Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All right, we are back from those commercial breaks. Um, let's get into some everything else news. Uh, first things first, Jessica Elba and, uh, and Gabrielle Union uh, will be in Bad Boys 3. I'm excited but I'm going to be more excited when I actually see a picture from that movie shooting, because right now it's the idea of my, one of my favorite franchises coming back, but nothing's been set in stone as far as I can see.
0: And this will not be a Michael Bay led film.
1: It was, it's not, it was supposed to be a Joe Carnahan led film, but he actually uh, bailed. It's still his script, but it's some other directors who are like TV show directors, which, again, you know, you saw the Russos. They came from TV. They obviously killed it. So who's the fucking say? Um, but as right now, they don't have any film um, anything. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, Mary Poppins returns. Emily Blunt will be playing the character. Did you watch the little teaser? Nope. Okay. Well, she's back. That she comes out this year. <laughs> I, I grew up watching Mary Poppins. Me too.
0: I, uh, you know, this is a sequel, uh, where the kids have grown up and they have their own kids, I guess, and Mary Poppins returns, as the title uh, states. So, isn't that
1: a hook? Yeah. <sighs> Sounds like it. <laughs> well, Sounds like yeah.
0: a copyright infringement here.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, Disney probably owns all of it anyway. They will soon enough.
0: <laughs> they stew themselves.
1: Yeah. Um, apparently there's a Crow movie coming out yeah. next year. Jason Momoa is going to be starring in it. It's I, like the Gambit movie. It's, it might even be worse than the Gambit movie because I <laughs> yeah. feel like they've been trying to make a Crow movie for I mean there is a lot of names attached. Um I think like Fastbender may have been attached to it and who knows maybe Vin Diesel, who knows, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, do we need a crow movie?
0: I think we already have a good one. And every other one after that was pretty much a failure.
1: Yeah, this is one of those movies where I I don't Need it necessarily. Um, The Crow is a good movie. I never read the comics, so I can't like speak to the source material necessarily. Like, is there something that the the movie, the first movie, changed and didn't give enough credit to? I I don't know. Jason Momoa in that role. I don't know. You know what I mean? To me, if you told me Jason Momoa was playing Lobo, I'd go, my man. I'd say, Yep, that makes sense. The Crow because I'm used to what Brandon Lee looks like and how good of a martial artist he was and stuff that just doesn't strike me but again I didn't read the, the comic I don't know if he did martial arts in it maybe he didn't maybe he just played guitar and fucking threw axes into stuff who knows but um whatever that's it <laughs> exactly whatever I've already spent way too much time talking about the crow <laughs> Um there's gonna be a female led Rogan's uh Logan's Run remake um directed by Simon Kinberg who just finished shooting Dark Phoenix. I feel like he never really directed before. Now he's just launching his career as into direction? Actually, now I know. Remember Brian Singer got kicked off of the uh Queen movie? They he yes. like pretty much shot like the whole thing, and then sexual harassment allegations came up. He got fired from um Fox. Simon Kinberg worked with him through all of the X-Men movies, especially the recent ones. And maybe like because Logan's Run was something that was supposed to be adapted by Brian Singer for uh. a very long time. So this makes sense. That Kinberg already knows Brian Singer really well. Um, he probably knew about the project because Singer probably told him all about it. I, I bet you it, maybe to Fox this made sense,
0: and he's still telling him about it from the shadows.
1: He might be, maybe he's taking Simon, like a ten percent retainer. Who knows?
0: Simon Kinberg puppet.
1: I don't know something like that. Uh, we got. I, I
0: never even saw the first one, so I I, I got to actually watch that movie.
1: You should watch this. it. Uh, yeah. I think it's Crichton, dude, don't quote me on that one though actually don't don't what did you say? I said I thought it was Michael Crichton, but I said, do not quote me on that uh because I think I'm wrong <laughs> uh actually, I am wrong. the own the author is William F. Nolan, <laughs> so anywho moving on uh the grudge is getting remade um from Ghost House Productions, which is Sam Raimi's production company. They actually did the Grudge remake when it first came out, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ted Raimi. Um, God knows why they're doing this again. Who knows? I, I don't know. I don't care.
0: <laughs> it's just on a cycle. to return
1: every 20 years. I don't even know if it was that long. Maybe close to it, but I don't know. I I like the Grudge remake, actually, and I think the Grudge... I watched Grudge 2, that sucked, but... You know, and I think they did the same thing with, like, Ring. It was Rings last year, which failed horribly. It's just, like, I get your Japanese horror thing, but, like, you know, it was an early 2000s thing. We're we're past it now. Go do something else. Do something original. Agreed. Um, Terminator. Speaking, Speaking of original things. Speaking of original things. Terminator starts shooting um, June through October. Um, confirmed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Tim Miller, who directed Deadpool, is directing with Tim Miller and James Cameron working on the uh, screenplay together. It takes place after Terminator Two. All the other Terminator movies do not count anymore um, because the rights got reverted back to James Cameron, and I'm fucking excited.
0: Yeah, me too. I I found some enjoyment in what they did with Terminator after Terminator Two, uh, but it's not epic. You know, I, I just think that to erase all that, it's the same thing they they should probably do with the Alien franchise too, uh, and they were thinking about doing, you know, with the Bloom the Bloom Camp movie. But yeah, James Cameron back on Terminator,
1: please. Yeah, I think the. Yeah, the Blumcat movie was going to be after Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah, I actually liked Terminator Genisys. Um, I thought it was actually a pretty cool idea, but uh me and Europe were the only ones who thought so because it did make like half a billion dollars, it just did it overseas.
0: Yeah, I um I don't know what you see in it. I went in with very low expectations and I wouldn't even watch it again I'd...
1: <laughs> was it better than Salvation
0: most things are I okay. think there dental you. surgery is better than that movie
1: uh, <laughs> to be <a> brutally honest <laughs> that's it so that's, uh, the, the, I'd rather
0: break my finger right now on air than watch that movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> they can't see that Chris but I guess you could hold it up to the microphone if they watch our YouTube videos. <laughs> oh, no, those are all private. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we do this over because Chris is in California. We do it over Google Hangouts. So it records them all to our YouTube channel and then I have to download them, put them into GarageBand and edit and all that fun stuff. But just so you guys know the magic of podcasting, uh, usually he makes a face or a noise or I can see something specifically but you guys can't see because I put it as unlisted or private when we live stream these. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, All right. So Chris Hemsworth is in talks for a Men in Black spinoff written by whoever wrote the Iron Man movie. uh, First Iron Man movies. Oh. Sorry. I don't know their names. I'm sure it was great. The first Iron Man movie is fucking fantastic. But yeah. Chris Hemsworth is hilarious. He's my yes. favorite part of the Ghostbusters movie. And he did a very good job in Thor Ragnarok, even though I still don't think Thor should be funny. Um, besides the point, I don't mind seeing him do this, uh, though I don't need to see a Men in Black movie ever again. I just don't. It just doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, the, the failed 21 Jump Street Men in Black uh, crossover you know, was... was had my hopes going but uh so this will exist within the uh the other the movie verse
1: well when those sony emails leaked the idea was um men in black crossover with ghostbusters crossover with 21 jump street so that you could see some crazy ass stuff happen which as crazy as it is, who knows? Possibly it could have been pulled off in a good way. And I think that if they would have made that Ghostbusters movie a sequel, if all they would have said was, wow, 30 years later, it's happening again, that movie would have made money and we would have seen a sequel. I guarantee you. It's the fact that they said that the old Ghostbusters are dead. Then those characters played themselves and it was so, f- or other, like they did cameos as like random people, not as the Ghostbusters. And it was just like, this is so stupid. This is just stupid.
0: It wasn't even the same universe.
1: No, it was dumb. So it's like, I don't know what they're going to do. If they're going to still try to do this whole thing where all of them cross over together. But I personally hope they don't because I just don't care. In a world where,
0: People want this world building and they want these crossovers and these movies where characters are shared and what the hell was that guy thinking?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Amy Pascal too, remember? The bane of our existence. Um I think it was Avi Arad probably whispering in people's ears saying, More toys. More toys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Netflix in their all-powerful glory are doing um, a couple of hero-related things. They're taking Rob Layfield's comic Extreme and um, and making it into a show. Um, a universe. You know, a, yeah, a universe. So, uh, you know, they're going to have Aspirations run by Akiva Goldsman. Akiva Goldsman has worked on, like, a ton of different stuff. I can't tell you all of them because I can't remember exactly. I mean, mostly like Transformers and stuff like that. But um, let's see. Six titles are Brigade, Bloodstrike, Cybrid, Rejects, Blood Wolf, and Kaboom. Um, what do you think about this idea? I, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about
0: that DC animated movie, The Superman versus the elite that had just come out a couple years ago where it adapted the comic from the nineties the where S- Superman stood for like truth and justice and all those moral things. And then all of a sudden you had these new, these new heroes hitting the market and they were, it was kind of like a knock on what they were doing over at image. Uh, so I was trying to, I was trying to think about was this, that group that they were mocking um, extreme, but in terms of, you know, world building and, and comic properties, I mean, it's it's hot, you know. And I, I'm i familiar with these characters, so I'm not overly familiar, but I would like to see, you know, I would like to see some more indie stuff be made, you know, um,
1: into, into movies and TV shows. I do. Like, 100 bullets. I want something good. Not extreme. Not extreme. You know, like, when they bought Miller World or Millar mm. World, when they brought those titles, that is exciting because he knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? He's a very smart writer. He's still continuing on with these um, uh, what's her name? Hit Girl and Kick-Ass and I think there's more room to mine there, but Rob Layfield's like, those 90s characters are so just huge and bit muscled and to me there's not as much substance and I don't know, we'll see Netflix, I trust they tend to do good things, and it seems like they're really up and up their uh their superheroes things, you know, so we'll see um speaking of which uh they're gonna be doing a another I don't know movie or yeah, I think it's gonna be a movie um, called past Midnight. Uh, with Keanu, uh, Keanu, uh, Keanu Reeves and <laughs> Talks to Star in the movie, written by Ratchet & Clank writer T.J. Fixman. And then supposedly Rick Fumayiwa uh, would be attached to direct. He was supposed to be directing the Flash movie at one time. He directed the movie Dope, which is great. So Keanu Reeves at the top of his fucking game.
0: I I believe that his his weird commercials lately have been freaking me out. Check those out. Okay, Um, this is this is this is you know what they're doing. Netflix is getting ready to take on the Disney machine when they're uh, they got to get something. They got to get all these things going before Disney's streaming hits because they have to have (laughs) things to lure people in.
1: Well, Rob Layfield is not the thing, but maybe Keanu Reeves is it. <laughs> but you're right. 2019 is going to see a pretty huge paradigm shift in entertainment because Disney owning the rights to Marvel, obviously Disney titles, and maybe potentially Fox, you put that against some of these other heavy hitters like Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, and Disney could be the thing to go. Like Emmy Winning right off the bat, I don't think so. But it's also Disney. <laughs> like, who knows what they'll do? That might be the first time we see an Emmy go to a well. Sorry, Clone Wars did win some Emmys, but <laughs> you know, live action Star Wars show.
0: Exactly, and we know what's
1: coming. So we do know what's coming, and we're gonna get to it in just a second. So why don't you lead us into Star Wars news? That's
0: right. So Star Wars news, guys. Uh, we saw the end of Rebels last week uh we really wanted to shoot this this episode <laughs> last week but uh we had, we did do a uh, podcast revolving around the uh the finale so that'll uh that just went out today so you guys can listen to that that we we actually teamed up with Moses and Ruben and it was great to have the four of us break down uh the episode and what happened so look forward to part 2 coming up uh, probably next Sunday now, when I think about, uh, what we were talking about, the Emperor and how little we really knew about him, you know, if you watch the original trilogy and you get no backstory or anything like that. And then if people these days all up in arms about Snoke and, and why can't we know about him and stuff like that? So, I mean, why do people are, why are they so impatient? Why can't, why can't they realize that, you know, you're going to get that eventually in some kind of form, uh, comic book, a movie. Who knows? TV show, you know. If it really, I I just don't get that 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 nerd anger. But um, that's that's uh, this week we found out that that's why Ryan Johnson uh, they left that open in the script so that they could actually go back and do a
1: pickle story. Yeah, I mean Snoke is presumably one of the most powerful Force users that we've ever seen on screen. So. You know, there is a lot of questions as to where he came from and how he became that powerful. And I think it's a bit more important than, um, you know, Ray's parentage even. Like, we don't know how old he is. We don't know what his influence has been. Snow could potentially be the most powerful thing in the last 30 years. And that's a long time to... You know, the emperor, what did he do in 30 years? You know, he was like, he controlled and destroyed the Jedi and like, you know, most of the galaxy. So it'll be interesting to see where they take his story and where is it going to pop up? Like you said, it could be a comic. It could be a book. I think a character of his weight, especially one that showed up on screen. I, I think it would be kind of cool to see a um, uh, something in a TV show.
0: Yeah, I keep mean, it keep it in that media.
1: Yeah. I hope that the TV show that we will get and talk about it. But like I hope we see an anthology series. Because imagine if you would, an hour long show. It shows up on their streaming service, but like just say three episodes is devoted to like Captain Phasma on Parnassus. Yes. Imagine that book.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. I you know I think also we're going to see
1: concentration in that post Return of the Jedi era. Oh, yeah. We We have to. It has to be. be. I guess... Okay, let me take it back. There's a lot of room to mine between five and six. And if they're going off of the hundred scripts that were written for the first show that that was supposed to come out when George Lucas was running uh, Lucasfilm he didn't know what was happening between seven and eight. So there's a good possibility that it happens between five and six because you and I who read everything, watch everything that area has not been tapped yet at all in any of the new Canon. So I could see them taking that bit of time, which I don't remember what the limit is. Do you for what for between five and six? Uh, How long it is.
0: It's like, Six months,
1: isn't it? Either? Yeah, right.
0: It's, but it, I mean, that's why Shadows fits so well because it just kind of picks up um, after a little time, and then it just leads right in the Jedi. You know, yeah. so there isn't a lot of time, um, and that's that's really, I mean, I really have faith that they're going to bring back Shadows in some kind of capacity. It was such a huge event that I just can't see past them not doing it that way. And yeah, they're they're really adapting, you know, the civil war time pre uh, you know, sorry, post New Hope in the comics, and I think that they're doing that on purpose there. You know, that's a great that's a great opportunity to do that because that's what they really did originally with the comic books. Just really just told stories about the adventures just after, you know, Luke destroyed that Death Star, you know, even before I think those comics came out, a lot of them came out before even Empire was a thing. So Um, it's cool to uh, see those tales, but you know, there are questions of what happened, you know, then, but I, my real questions are what happens post Jedi. And that's, that's really the most room they're leaving open right now. And um, it really, you know, with this, with this trilogy going on right now that I think it's just, it's appropriate to address that time period.
1: I agree. And who do you think might do it? Maybe what you're going to talk about next. Yeah.
0: So, you know, John Favreau uh, has been doing great things for Disney and they, they are, you know, rewarding. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. Um, You know, I'm happy to see Favreau get this, uh, get this job. He's going to be the executive producer and writer for the live action Star Wars series. So we knew that there's several projects in development for the, for the streaming service. We knew that there was a live action series coming, but we're one step closer. And, you know, it's, you know, there's been a little there's a little flack of they could have gotten other people besides Jon Favreau to do it but you know what I think it's a good choice
1: I think that they so I get the 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 there's another straight white guy doing something in Star Wars they and whatever for that I say whatever because Jon Favreau has proven himself. He's in the Disney family. He's going to stay in the Disney family for as long as they'll both have each other, which is probably forever. That's besides the point. Announcing it on International Women's Day was a stupid PR move. Like That was somebody not looking at the fucking calendar or opening up Twitter that morning and going uh, maybe we just wait one day or you know what I mean like or the day before or something because it's not like it just happens overnight you know like that kind of stuff is, is written um, so that was for me I was just like this is great you guys are stupid for saying it today <laughs> after all the flack that you've gotten from the choices that you've made Lucasfilm like can you fire the intern who keeps making these announcements at horrible times That's- that's all <laughs> this is our advice to
0: you today.
1: That's it. What to say about that guy? Okay. So anywho, um moving on, we have our pursuit of plastic. Um this is a pretty big um uh, figures. Um date got moved up a week. They pushed out all the toys a little bit early, so we saw announcements from Hasbro, of course, Bandai, and Hot Toys. Um, waves of toys, in some ways, uh, waves of toys. So it's going to be um, crazy to see those Infinity War toys like out in the market. I can't wait.
0: Uh, they actually, I saw on Amazon the the Marvel Legends are up for pre-order, so uh if if you guys collect those you can jump on those right now those will be hitting the stores soon uh along with the other thousand marvel legends that are hitting stores uh you know what uh those Bandai toys look amazing they do yeah uh, I think that the thing about these these Bandai marvel toys it just seems like uh, they're really expensive right is that because of the the cost that bluefin has to pay to import them into the United States. Is that why we're seeing that markup? Because I mean, we can go because I might be mistaken because when I looked up a Marvel toy on the Japanese site, I think it was still highly priced. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to take a look at that again.
1: I mean, they look like well-made figures. Um, Thanos for all of the lines. Well, we haven't seen his hot toy, but at least for the hint they showed the gauntlet in light size bust. Um, and then they showed uh, the hot toy um, Iron Man as well as uh, who is the other one that they announced Thor. Oh yeah. Thor, Thor. and Groot and rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just the first wave. And Black Widow. Oh, Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yep. yep. Yeah. We're going to be seeing some crazy stuff come out from those figures. So get your wallets ready. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Can you talk about this one? I felt like you talked about this. No, we haven't.
0: We discussed that there was no news of it. Um, the, exlu- the exclusive figure is hitting from all right. So we're done with Alien Club from NECA. Uh, so it it it's just wrapping up the first the first year of it, and so but the exclusive figure has not hit yet. So we're still waiting on that. We saw it at Toy Fair. It's so another Xeno repaint in the classic Kenner purple. Uh, a lot of people were speculating that this club was not going to go through. Uh, a lot of people feel that what you're paying for the figures with this, like the shipping is it's insane um, for what you're getting. So, you know, it, it doesn't cost anything to be part of this club. So except that you have to buy all the figures. So, I mean, that's one thing, but when it comes down to it, you have to be a you have to be a smart action figure shop at the same time. Why are you going to want to pay fifteen dollars in shipping when you can get free shipping on you know another site like Big Bad Toy Store, or Entertainment or something like that? So it's a tough call. Now, if NECA went ahead and made this like an exclusive figure that you really really wanted, and they just showed that at the beginning of the year, like oh hey, we're going to be doing this Drake figure that we're not going to release to the general public because we can't afford to or Or whatever, you know, it's, we're not going to make a a full release of this, then do it that way. Don't, don't like hold our nuts all year long and then give us something that isn't that good, you know, after we've spent the high, you know, the higher pricing, just order from you directly. Um, especially when your, your quality control is not that good. So, yeah, they need to take a step back. But, um, Alien Club 2.0 will be getting with, uh, Series thirteen, which was just uh, shown off at Toy Fair with Apone and the other two Kenner aliens. Another uh, of news: the Batman Alien two pack will not be available at retail. They're uh, they're working on getting it to be available at conventions and different things like that. But uh, unfortunately, I think it has something to do with the DC DC licensing that they can't do this release for uh, the general public, which is unfortunate because it's a really cool set. That one and, I got. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I want to f- I will find that it'll probably be expensive though, because um, that Batman looks badass and that'd be a great that's a great Batman figure and the Joker alien. I mean that's that's a kind of crazy repaint that I think is you know worth investing in <laughs> like that kind of crazy ass shit. So, um, that's 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 a that's it from the NECA side of things.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to maybe find that at a convention, if possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shape of Water one. For Academy Awards, and as a result, Funko is releasing pops.
0: <laughs> Surprisingly enough, yeah, these weren't announced before because you know they don't want to just puke pops everywhere. You know, that's what they do. They do.
1: They do. Um, of course, I'll buy them. So <laughs> that's besides the point. Exactly. There's a pop for everybody. There's a pop for everybody. That is insanely true. And then finally. Sideshow and all of its glory decided to drop the other day a Jabba the Hut throne room, multiple points of articulation, just multiple heads, salacious crumb, dollars, salacious crumb, pillows. Yeah, eight hundred bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. It's insane for, a,
0: for seven, seven or so easy payments of a hundred dollars a month. It can be yours. It looks great. Um, it's it's amazing. Um, I you know it's it's really it's, it's really difficult. I was I wish I was rich. That's about it.
1: That was one of those ones where yes, I wish I was rich, but also like I'll just if I see it at a convention and I have an extra eight hundred dollars, like I didn't <laughs> buy like if I go into a convention like a celebration and I have all this money. And that I see it is the first thing I see. That would be all the money that I'd spent at that convention. I'm not even joking. Cause it's just so crazy. Oh gosh.
0: Yeah. It's anyway. funny. I, when We went to celebration last year um, In one of the booths, they had the, the first side show Java. And it was like, it's, I mean, it's expensive because you, know, you can't get it. And it just, it's not, it doesn't look great. Um, I don't even think it's really set in that exact scale anyhow. Mm-hmm. It's close, but it's I've I've I don't think any company has, has attempted this yet. So it'll be interesting if Hot Toys does the same thing. Um because I would regret buying this if Hot Toys went ahead and did it. Um as much as I
1: what? think my Oh, yeah. sorry, yeah, you're right. They do better like faces.
0: Yeah. I love I think Slideshow's a great company be honest uh the dengar figure I just got is 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 great. Um it you know what the packaging you know, when you get a sideshow figure it's not a hot toy and you have to you have to realize that but um my blaster pistol came broken and they got it replaced for me within days uh so you know kudos to Sideshow for being a wonderful company damn you for for releasing this figure because it's <laughs> it's a battle I'll just go sell, I'll just go sell my deluxe Mezco Punisher and buy it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. So if you caught the beginning and the ending of the last, like maybe two episodes, um, you'll hear a little message from radio public. Uh, we partnered with them because they give a kickback to podcast creators after a certain number of downloads um, so that they can do what they do. Um, obviously, including us, get us some better equipment, get us Chris and I better, uh, internet so we don't drop on our podcast. <laughs> but, um, you know, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, we always love talking to each other and we figure why not share with the towel lights? <laughs> you know, you love it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so where can you find us?
0: We are on the interwebs at don't forget to com. your daily news source for geekly news. I'm sorry. And, uh, interviews and reviews and all the awesome stuff that we do there.
1: We do a lot. Yeah. And then you can get us on social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram and Twitter, DFA towel. Um, and you know, Email us at don't forget to tell one at gmail.com if you have any questions, want to give us some show ideas, and stay tuned to that rebels uh, recap part two that will be coming out um, with special guests Ruben and Moses. But yeah, thank you guys for listening and you know have a geeky day.
0: Yeah, I just want to mention uh, we're also gonna to try to what serialize the show, right? Uh, or at least be consistent with our release. So we're gonna to try to shoot this uh show on a regular every week and try to get the show out what were we saying thursday mornings i think so yeah yeah thursday mornings 11 eastern time uh we're gonna be working towards that so we hope to be more consistent and we're looking forward to uh you know more listeners jumping on board so this is chris and have a geeky day